Hi, and welcome to From the City to the Country podcast. My name is James, and together with my co-host Victor, we are going to discuss various topics from the news to raising a family. We hope to bring you our unique opinion and experience in life, giving you someone you can relate to, and maybe even learn a thing or two. We both have lived in the city our entire lives, and my family decided we would move to the country, or at least the South, as I now reside in South Carolina, and Victor in California. Now, as you can imagine, these are two entirely different worlds, so please enjoy the show as we dive in. All right, welcome to the show, guys. Uh, Victor's here, and we brought on a guest this time. I want to introduce you to James Harps. Uh, I'm James. He's also James, so it's going to get real confusing real fast for everybody. Um, today, we'd like to talk about kind of the situation that occurred over Super Bowl weekend and what happened in California with masking and mask mandates and requirements, but more or less a lot of hypocrisy and a lot of people that have had tweets that didn't age well come out and say, you should wear a mask. Well, they didn't wear a mask. So we're going to talk about that and uh, get everybody's opinion on the, on the take and talk about some things that are going on in other places where Democrats are lifting mask mandates for adults, but for some reason not for kids in school, even though they follow the science. So let's kick this off, guys. Uh, Victor, what's your take so far? Well, my take is just nonsense because here in California, um, Harps, you probably know where with this, but it was ridiculous. Like the Super Bowl came on, right? I saw maybe three people on TV when I was watching it. It was a cameraman and like a security guard. That's it. Nobody else was wearing a mask. Not one person in there. And I was uh, listening to another uh, broadcast and now they were giving masks away. So they were giving masks away at the door, and uh, I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know if they still included the seventy-two hour test of you know you're negative or you had to show your vaccine card. I don't know if that was actually the case or not. But it was my understanding. It was my understanding. No, that was not the case. You were required to wear a mask. That was it for seventy thousand people at an indoor, shoulder to shoulder, packed football game you were required to wear a mask but yet but yet my kids or not my kids but the kids at the public schools have to there's what 30 of them and they sit shoulder to shoulder and they still have to wear a mask uh, it's just again the, the whole show is you know the the common sense the hypocrisy that it goes with it and, and and it was what was what was so upsetting not upsetting it just roused me up here i'm gonna start the vet with you guys here but all the superstars, like, I mean, Jay-Z was there. Uh, LeBron James, who oh. we all know about LeBron in China, right? His tweets age well. I, I, His tweets age well. I, I mean, come on. And n- none of them were masked. I don't even think they had one in hand. Now, in, in Kanye West's defense, he was wearing a mask during the Super Bowl. <laughs> Hey, my so my take is this. My take is this. If you haven't been running around telling me to wear a mask, then I don't care. I only care when you tell me to do something that you yourself are not doing. That that's when I care. If you don't want to wear a mask and you're not telling other people to wear a mask, I, I don't I don't care. But if you want to tell me to wear a mask, Ola Charlize Theron, right? She was one of them. Wear a mask. A tweet. Her tweet aged terribly, and then here she is, seven thousand people not wearing a mask, and. I mean, I don't think either of you want to challenge Eric Garcetti to a breath holding contest. I mean, this man's this man's like the Superman holding his breath. Apparently, I think he held his breath the entire time he was there because he was there, and they got they got photos of him in his Ram jersey with his jeans on, 
standing not even six feet apart from somebody, no mask. But no, according to his people, he was only maskless when he was eating or drinking. <laughs> I mean, you must have misinterpreted with your eyes what you saw in the pictures of him standing there with his hands in his pockets talking to four or five other guys. By the way, several of those guys had masks on under their chin. I saw this picture, right? They were required to wear a mask. They didn't say you had to have it over your face and nose, I guess. You just had to have it on somewhere on your body. So wrapped around your ears, but pulled under your chin. I guess that, that suffices to cover the requirements. I don't know. Chin straps are a new fashion, I guess. Yeah, and not the bearded kind, because the people have been wearing these things as chin straps for almost two years. <laughs> Tells you a lot. Like, hey, if you're uncomfortable with it, just don't wear it. If it makes you uncomfortable, don't wear it. Because wearing it half-heartedly, half-fast, is giving you... No protection at all. Like, what's the point? We talked about this a couple episodes ago, right? The 9% bump you get from wearing a cloth mask. 9% increase in protection. So if you wear it incorrectly, like only covering your mouth but not your nose, is that 4.5%? Like, how does this work? And if you're okay with 4.5% protection, I just don't understand. Just take the damn thing off. Just take it off. I'm not going to be mad at you. But they all want to follow the science. They want to follow the science. But... Whose science is correct? Well, so the problem is they don't all want to follow the science. Some of them are just flat sheep. Right? Some of these people, that they're, they're the problem. Stand up for what you believe. Right? If you don't believe that masks do anything, don't... I mean, obviously everybody's got to do what they got to do to go get their groceries and that type of thing. But man, don't go into the grocery store wearing it half over my mouth and not your nose and make somebody say something to you. That was, that was me. Like, I didn't want to wear it. But I, I, wear it, I wore it correctly when I had to. Like, I don't want to wear it on a plane, but I wore it correctly when I had to, right? It's stupid to sit there and say, I'm going to wear it over my, my mouth, but not my nose. And somehow somebody's not going to say something to me. Because I tell you what, if I, if I believed that they did work and I saw you doing something that stupid, I'd be like, hey, you need to wear that correctly. But because I don't, I, I understand that they, how minimal they work, minimal, like very, very minimal. I don't say anything. And I don't care. It... it you want to be uncomfortable wearing it looking stupid. Wear it looks stupid. But yeah, the the there's places out there too. Uh, New York, I believe. Oh, there were several other Democrat-run places that were pulling their mask mandates or getting ready to pull their mask mandates. Meanwhile, the CDC said, "No, you still got to wear them. We don't. We're not changing our recommendation." I just think that's wild. I, I don't think they've been on target, and it's unfortunate with everything that's going on. Don't want to hear. Yeah. Yeah, and then where's Fauci? Why isn't he blasting everyone on there? Where's Mr. Policeman Fauci with his with his science background and all that, right? In his first step of not being a hypocrite, he can't say anything because he didn't wear one at the World Series. So there we go. We talk about hypocrites on here. Let's give credit where credit's due. Fauci has not been a hypocrite over people not wearing masks at the Super Bowl. He didn't wear one at the World Series other than when he stood out on the mound in the middle of nobody. But as soon as he walked off to the side and sat down with people, he took it off. So let's say, hey, congratulations, Fauci. You weren't a hypocrite on this one. Good good for you. Yeah, I'm going to take your line, uh, uh, Jim. This makes my brain hurt. I, I can't even, I can't fathom it sometimes. I just don't understand how there's so many people out there that watch these guys and listen to these guys and think, oh, I don't care if they're doing what they what they tell us to do. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And we talked about this last time. There's, they either know, they know something. They either know that it's not as risky as they say it is, or that it's not as bad as they say it is. And therefore, that's why they're not doing it. 
Because if, if it was as bad as they say it is, and it was as risky as they say it is, you'd be, better believe they'd want to protect themselves as much as they can. See, and I, I actually have a different take on that. You know, I, I don't think it's, you know, whether people are following the science or not. I honestly think it's a political thing. I, I honestly think that it it's, you, you got the democratic states such as California, New York, that are coming out and saying, well, you must wear masks. And it's not the fact that they want to keep people safe. It's they need to make a public gesture to make the liberal base happy. Now, if they don't do anything and they don't wear it and tell you, well, you don't have to wear a mask, then something comes up with this coronavirus. Then no. next thing you know, that they're, they're being blamed for not doing anything. They would rather overreact and they would rather put up a grand gesture and, and invade on people's personal liberty rather than do nothing when they know it's, the right thing to do is not to do anything and just let it be. But they would rather, it's kind of like gun gun control. Taking away gun, taking away guns from people is a symbolic gesture. It's not going to stop violence. It's not going to stop uh, uh, anybody who wants to go in and, and mass murder people from taking another weapon of choice and going in and mass murdering people. Yeah. But it's a symbolic gesture that goes out there that makes the, the politicians feel good. And that's all these masks are at this point right now. It's not science. It's not it's not to make anybody else feel good. It's not even to make the politicians feel good. All it makes the politicians do is feel good about their reelection chances because they're in a they're in a state where people worry about these kind of things. It makes it makes the general not the general public, but it makes some of the general public feel good because they've been told to be scared of it. Mm -hmm. And then they get told this will protect you. So therefore, they feel good wearing a mask because they, they think they're doing what they're being told is protected. That's where the hypocrisy gets me. How do you look at somebody and they say, this will protect you, but I'm not wearing it. Well, because we have to, we have to realize fear is a, a version of control. Yes. It's all, and it's mostly what it's about is control, but it's interesting how they're lifting mass mandates because supposedly the science has changed. You mentioned the political side of it. Cause I totally agree. hundred percent political. The background of this is hundred percent political because the science hasn't changed, but yet mass mandates are being lifted. You know what changed? The polls mm -hmm. and the election year. They see they are on the losing end of this battle and people are tired of it. They're tired of being lied to. They're tired of seeing being told rules for you and not for me. What do they call that? Rules for thee and not for me type of thing. They're so tired of that. And that's part of, like I said, a big part of the reason we left California. When California, when Newsom decided, hey, you stay in your house for months on end, your kids can't play sports, you can't visit friends, and he goes and wines and dines millionaires for his next election. Nah. So like I said, they either they, they either know that it's not as risky as they say it is, it's not as dangerous as they say it is, or they don't care. And if you're the guy in charge and you're not going to protect yourself like that, then, then I'm going to go ahead and say that you are making up bull crap and therefore I don't need to do it either. And what makes it worse is the fact that when they do get caught, one, it, it tells me that they don't they don't even put the forethought into hiding it anymore. They they do what they want to do because they know then they can come up with a stupid excuse and it'll be fine. Such as Eric Garcetti, the mayor of Los Angeles, one of the in one of the biggest liberal cities in you know in the United States, comes out and says, "Well, I didn't wear my mask because I was holding my breath." Seriously, we're gonna you want us to believe that that so. If I could tell you I can go into Costco and hold my breath the entire time I'm going to be in there, then I guess I don't have to wear a mask. Is that correct? It, it is the it is the absolute slap in the face to people who 
I, I won't even say conservatives, but anybody in the middle. Sounds correct. That that may may not be a liberal, may not be a conservative, but somewhere in the middle, and they they believe what they want to believe. It's a slap in the face to them when you have it when you have somebody who is Eric Garcetti has even been talked to about as a presidential candidate in the past, and this is a man who sits there and wants you to believe that because he held his breath, that means that he didn't have to wear a mask in the picture. Hundred percent chance he wasn't getting COVID from it. Hundred percent chance. Hundred percent is what he said. And we have we have the same thing with our our governor here, Gavin Newsom. He can come up with any, any amount of excuses that he wants to. He can go out to, like you like you mentioned, he can go out to the French Laundry and have the uh, an expensive wine and dine with donors. And he can come up and say, oh, you know what? I just, I'm sorry. I just made a mistake. You can't tell me you didn't, you made a mistake and you slipped up when you are you are the the head of what what is it? The 13th largest economy in the world. But I'm sorry, he didn't come out and he didn't come out and outright own his mistake. No. He came out and said, oh, I only did it when I was standing outside. He lied. The man lied. It is. It, it's. It, I think you guys hit it right on the head when you call it. it it's an outright hypocrisy. The, 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 well, and Ben Shapiro made an excellent point. It almost is a, a badge of honor for liberals to, to do this. It's almost a badge of honor for liberals to f- tell people that they should be wearing a mask on the daily to go somewhere and not wear a mask and get and get their picture taken. Whether it's whether it's uh, Maxine Waters on an airplane for two and a half hours while the stewardess walk up and down and tell every other patron on that plane to put their mask on, walk right by her while she's not eating for two and a half hours. She wasn't eating. Or how about or or how about when you're a part of a a, a large Texas state congress that wants to flee the state because you're going to be brought up on charges of not doing your job, and they all jump in a plane maskless and take a picture and flaunt it that they're doing it. Yep. AOC, let me let me let me let me leave my state, which I'm saying should be on lockdown, to go hang out in free state Florida. God bless Ron DeSantis down there. Hopefully that hopefully that continues, right? Hopefully he he stays true to being a conservative in a lot of regards. Um, but it, it's just crazy to see the amount of hypocrisy that rolls around. But but what bothers me the most is the amount of people in this country that see it but don't see it, right? They 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 see somebody going. Wear your mask, and then they're at a football game, not wearing theirs, and think, "I'm going to do what that person told me." If your mom told you to jump off a bridge, or your best friend—that's my parents used to tell me. Hey, if your best friend told you to jump off a bridge, are you doing it? Hell, these aren't even these people's best friends. They're politicians and actors. Like people act like these guys are gods, man, and they are morons half the time. Like it just irritates me to see politicians. You know, I mean, down in Georgia, you got Stacey Abrams. Wow, what the heck's her name? I can't remember her name. Abrams, right? Georgia, let me go to this school and force all these kids to wear a mask while I take pictures. And oh, well, yeah, maybe that was poor judgment on my part. Man, if you can't judge that correctly, I don't want you in charge to judge anything. If you can't judge that, like, and then you got you got Jen Psaki, right? The press secretary saying, oh, my kid loves wearing a mask to school because they know that it makes them and their friends and their families safe. And then you get to school in Nevada going, we don't got to wear masks on Monday. And the kids go crazy because kids don't actually like wearing these things. There's not one adult. And you might have brainwashed your kid into wanting to wear it. But all you did was scare the hell out of them is what you did. To where they can't live their life normally to think that this thing's out to get them. And and you have to realize, too, I mean, when you're talking about, you know, that parents have brainwashed their kids and scared them into wearing, wanting to wear a mask. It's the same thing that's happened with business and, and government right now. You go into a Costco right now. Well, last week you would have gone into a Costco and they'd have told you to wear a mask. It's not because the head of Costco thinks that, that you should wear a mask. It's because if they don't follow the mandates of the of of the governor of California, they're going to get shut down. Oh, I can take you down a rabbit hole with this. It's not just shut, it's not just California. It's it's called the Great Reset. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's called the Great Reset. And essentially, 
there is a group of people out there, wealthy, multi-billionaire people. The elites. That literally are doing social scoring for companies. Social score, you don't get the backing from the overseers of people that are trying to restructure the way the world runs. And tell me, why, why, would, Coke, why would Coke do what they've done? Why would Coke institute racial justice training for their employees? Why would they come up with a slogan that says, be less white? Exactly. Because even though they know that it's going to lose them hundreds of millions of dollars in issues with their customers, it's the billions of dollars in the background for their social score that's really the problem. So why there's no official social social scoring going on out there, there is. It's much like China has it for their individual people. And ultimately, I think that's the goal, right? The goal is to get it so that people have a social score so that you do what they want. And I'm, I'm getting real tired of seeing tweets. There's I can't remember the guy's name, but he puts out these tweets and I'll be damned. I, I know the guy's a liberal. It's like Dan something. I think he's up in up in Washington. He runs a business up in Washington. And he was one of those guys that was like, oh, yeah, $15 an hour minimum wage. I pay my guys 18 bucks an hour. My business got better. And hey, you know what? That's good. I'm tired of seeing tweets that show that corporate capitalist greed is a real thing because unfortunately it is but that doesn't mean that socialism is better than capitalism it means that the people doing the capitalist thing need to have a better moral ground to stand on and right now we don't have a very good moral ground people don't want to hear about god people don't want to hear that that moral grounds require a moral person to be the the leader of it they want to think that i myself can be the judge of what's right and wrong and that never works, right? So when you have moral grounds to stand on, that the like grounds, moral grounds that the Bible teaches, and people follow those moral grounds, then you have people being less greedy in corporate America, and then you have employees getting paid adequately wages to do jobs that they're supposed to be doing, and not just getting shareholders dime after dime after dime. And that's a whole thing that it just bothers me every time I see a tweet from this man that shows that yeah, corporate greed is a thing right now. And, and it makes capitalism look bad. But capitalism has been the greatest thing to happen to the world ever. It's lifted the most people out of poverty. Even the poorest among us in this country are middle class in most other countries, right? But yet there's a whole generation out there that's seeing this and going, capitalism is the problem. And it's not capitalism. It's moral It's moral grounds to stand on that's the problem. Well, and it's not only, it's not only that, that they're, it, it's be, the, the people who propagandize the... Um, liberal point of view is the one that get the, the airtime now you don't see as much ben shapiro as you do aoc but aoc will tell you how it's unfair that the, that this person is making minimum wage and it, it, they can't even they can't even support their family well i don't see anything at aoc other than when a tweet strolls through one of the websites i look at because it's super hypocritical because i i do look at mostly conservative news because liberal news is full of opinions that are that are just flat wrong most of the time. Yeah, they're hypocritical. They're they have no common sense behind them. The couple of websites I follow, they readily admit they have a conservative bias, but they don't have a problem calling out Republicans as well as Democrats. And if a Republican does something stupid, you better believe. Like I mean, guys are telling Victor this. Lindsey Graham, senator for South Carolina, that's one of my guys now. He was one of four no shows to vote for. A resolution that basically spoke out against mandates. Well, guess what? I'm not happy with that. And I sent a tweet off to him telling him as such. And guess who I'm not voting for this next time around? I want a real conservative. You want to pretend to be a conservative? I don't want that. Do what the people that elected you to do. And I just saw a poll. Tom Massey, 
uh, I can't remember what state he's in, Kentucky, I think. And uh, he's got the highest numbers of being liked out of any out of any um, official because he does what these people want him to do. They elected him to do things, and that's what he does. He doesn't do his own agenda when he gets in there, and that's what bothers me about. Oh, I cannot remember who it was. I saw oh Beto down in Texas. This man, this man who said. Hell yeah, we're going to take your AKs and your AR-15s. I'll tell you one thing. There's not that many AKs in this country, dude. We run AR-15s in America. There's some AKs around, but it's by and large not the name you should be putting first out here. So you're going to hell, you're going to turn around and say, hell yeah, we're taking your AR-15s. And then turn around a couple years later and say, oh, I don't want to take your guns. No, sir, you are a liar and will say anything to get elected to office. And then when you get there, you'll do what you want to do. And that bothers me. He'll do, and that, that when they get there, they'll do what, what gets them paid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I hope, I really, really hope. The Convention of States has been gaining ground. I've been paying attention. I don't know if you guys know what the Convention of States is. You familiar with that, either of you? Mm-mm. So the Convention of States is a way that we change the Constitution without Congress. If enough states get together and say they want to have a convention, we have a convention of the states. I think it's like 34 of them have to agree to have this convention or something like that. And... uh they get together and they say, here's the things we want to change. Here's the amendments we want to add. Here's the amendments we want to adjust. And then they vote on them. And if they pass, the Constitution changes. And term limits are one of the big things on their list, as they should be. I, I Term limits, and, and you know what else goes with that is they Congress shouldn't vote for their own raises. You should go into Congress. And you're supposed to be a public servant. You go into Congress. Hey, you know what? Fine. You want to make the payment 175000 a year? They're in there for four, maybe six years max, and they're out. And you know what? There is no giant severance package. Go back to the real world, make your money, make your retirement. Hopefully, when you were there making the 175 k a year you were doing, you took that money and you invested correctly while you were doing it. Because if you're freaking Nancy Pelosi and you think that you should get to invest in stocks while you're inside insider trading bullshit from Congress, you should be coming out with a lot more money anyways. So... That lady never misses on a stock trade, nor does her husband. I wonder why. But that's a whole different rant we could go down. But I, I personally think, and I think there's a lot of you out there, uh, you know, please reach out to us again on on TikTok or Instagram. If you if you agree with this, blow these posts up, blow these blow this 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 uh, episode up. That Congress should have term limits, and whether it's two four year terms like the president gets for a total of eight years per person, and then you can't run again. Oh, and by the way, you can't come back and be a lobbyist when you're done either. Once you're done in D.C., you're done in D.C. Get the hell out. Go back to the private world. Live under the rules that you made while you're there. And maybe we'll get some better rules to live by. But as long as the people that are going to keep being lifers up in there, you know, get to keep making the rules for everybody else that they don't have to follow, then we're going to have problems. Massive problems have been occurring because of this. James is going to step away for a minute. He'll be right back. But I don't know how you feel about term limits, Victor, but term limits are a thing that I am just on fire for. I... I pray to God that we get term limits. Yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you because if you can't form a sentence, I don't know you. I think I'm going to take this again from you. If you can't form a sentence, but yet you're able to rake in millions and millions of dollars. Oh well, the man that can't form a sentence sitting in the Oval Office is taking in money from China left and right and Ukraine. Oh yeah, and Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we want to go back in there and destroy Ukraine or whatever it is. And then they're like, well, sorry, we got what we needed. Yeah, I don't want the U.S. to be seen as users and abusers of the world. I mean, we're, I don't think we should be the world's policeman either. Yeah, that's something... Some people hold that view. Yeah, we should. But you know what? If, if you if you need some help, 
you need to write us a letter and say, hey, we would appreciate your support. And in return, here's what we offer. Absolutely. Because you know what? When the U.S. when the U.S. separated from Britain and we had the, the, the revolution, we did. We wrote a letter to France asking for their support. We wrote letters to a lot of countries asking for their support. And if you want our support, you need to petition us for it. And then why we should support you. Not just the fact that we're a part of NATO. That what, being a part of NATO doesn't mean you automatically earn our support, especially when you don't pay the bills. Donald Trump was the first president in ages to require people from NATO to pay their bills. Pay up. We're borrowing money from other countries to pay these bills, which makes no sense. Unless, of course, you know... Oh, snap. Have we moved to Ukraine now? Uh, I step away from a few seconds. Have we moved to Ukraine? We were uh, talking a little bit about Ukraine, a little bit about uh, some foreign politics and... It kind of jumps subjects on us. You know what? I got to I gotta tell you guys this. I listen to all your podcasts and, uh, you know, I enjoy listening to them. You know, and th- I think that's one thing I do like is that how you guys can flow from one conversation to another to another. And it's it, you, you start off with one and it's a good icebreaker, but you can you can flow from one to another to another to another. And it actually for people like me that listen to your podcast, it, it's cool because then it, I don't know what I'm going to expect. Yeah, sure. You give me a teaser saying, "Hey, we're going to talk about you know mask mandates today." But next thing you know, I'm I'm enthralled in it, and I'm I'm hearing about Ukraine and NATO and everything else. So it, you know, I just want to let you guys know it's really enjoyable to listen to you. You know, for our audience out there, I, the ultimate goal of this, I think, for me, Victor, is to literally be at a point where we can do it via video. They have very few edits going on. What you see is what you get, but then we can sit around have a drink in hand and have a discussion and it to be a weekly thing, hopefully with guests, maybe turn some guests into per- more permanent members. If they got the ab- availability, we know part of when we started this, right, we tried to do a four person split and that ended up being extremely difficult after I moved to the East coast and two different time zones, four different people, everybody had varying schedules. COVID was still a thing, but not kind of a thing. And everybody's kind of getting back. Um, so two people, Victor and I, trying to, we're trying to make it work, uh, which I think we're doing a pretty okay job here, um, time being. But James, we love having you on, and and hopefully we get to a point where that can be a more regular thing. I got a buddy, like I said, uh, who's a chef that we want to have on, and the idea is to have other people in, so you get your opinions, get your say. We're gonna try and run thirty to. 35, 40 minute episodes. Now, if we get some feedback from the audience and they're like, hey, we want longer episodes, we can easily push to an hour because like you said, we kind of move from topic to topic, which means the conversation can just keep rolling. But that's what I want it to feel like is some friends having a conversation. And I've seen some interesting TikToks from a couple, I think the one's called Barn Talk, Barn Talk, like T-A-L-K. And it's four guys sitting in a barn having a, having a podcast. I love it. I love it. Now I don't got a barn. I wish I had a property out of barn. That'd be freaking sweet. And I'd take that. I'd take that property and stack some hay just like they did for some sound absorbers and put a table down and say, "Here, have some whiskey and let's have a talk." Let's have a talk. Ultimately, that'd be my goal, right? Like to get a like even like Victor. Victor's got a, a nice little tough shed out there. Shoot, if I could get a tough shed with enough space to put a four-person podcast setup in it, that'd be money. And you know, even if very few people listen to us, it, it'd be a way to relax and vent and. Have some good discussion. So I'm I'm glad you guys are willing to join this, Victor. I'm glad you were willing to do this with me. I do appreciate it. Uh, it the, 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 it's it's the other way around, my friend, because uh, I'm I'm sort of a, a solo man. I really don't have friends other than you guys. And like I said, I was very fortunate to meet you guys. I know it was kind of weird that we we met during small group, and um, 
I, I this is my weekly thing. I, I we 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 block it out, and I tell my wife, "Hey, we're recording. We, we got to do this. It's just something that it helps me vent. I don't really talk to anybody. You guys are it, so I, it helps me get stuff off my chest. Things that I see. I mean, we've talked about, gosh, everything. Family. We've talked about the you know mandates, vaccines, gender. Uh, uh, the food and it's just it's it's great for me to have that escape you know and i know there's a lot of guys out there that kind of feel the same way that they're kind of you know on their own and don't think that uh especially when it comes down to parenting because god the last couple of weeks yeah parenting Whew. parenting's yeah, been tough boy I'll tell you that right now it's uh it's been interesting but but I know you say it's, you say that you th- you find it interesting that you met us through small groups. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to I'm going to out this and say it's it's not interesting to me. It's very much I understand it because this is the second time we've met our best friends through small groups. We were going to a very large church in Harvest in Harvest Riverside. Greg Laurie is a great great speaker, great pastor, and we didn't know anybody. We didn't really have any friends, and we went. To, my wife my wife tells me. Let's go to let's go to a married marriage study. And I was like, we've been married like a year. I was like, what's wrong with our marriage? What are you talking about, marriage study? And I was like, okay, that's what you want to do. Let's do it. And this is back when I'm driving, you know, getting up at four thirty in the morning and driving two hours, two and a half hours to for work and uh, working ten hour days or nine hour days and getting home late. We would sometimes I would just leave work and go straight to Bible study, right? And we met some of our best friends, uh, Salim, who hopefully we'll have on the show, who's our who's our buddy, who's a chef. Hopefully we'll have him on. Uh, him and his wife and their son have been our best friends. And of course, we switched churches. We decided we didn't want to go to such a big church anymore. We wanted to kind of make things small. But when we did that, of course, we had moved and we've been living in the area where we were for a little while and we hadn't had any real friends. And um, it, things with our other friends, we'd had, there's a couple families. Um, one of them also, I'd like to have him on too. His name's Matt, if he, if he has an opportunity to get on with us. And him and I like are very much the same. Uh, when it comes to doing projects around the house, very detail oriented, very specific. He helped me do my son's nursery. Uh, one of the most complicated parts about my son's nursery, he helped me do. Um, great guy. They're a great family. And things got, when we had kids, it got tough because they didn't live exactly close to us and it, it just got real hard, but we remained really good friends over this time. And then we moved to a smaller church and we had no friends that we were hanging out with. And we decided let's sign up for small groups. And for the second time, God was like, here, I'm giving you friends out of small group. And we've been lucky and blessed to meet, you know, you and your wife, Victor and James, you and your wife and your families. And, you know, I hear, I hear James that your daughter knows what she wants for her birthday. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing you for that because uh, she wants to come visit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what the embarrassing part is? Obviously, you have, <laughs> you're more in tune with what my daughter wants than, than what I am because I hadn't heard that yet. But I, no. I, I, will, I will tell you guys this, that, you know. My wife was telling me this morning. One of the things that, you know, when I was listening to your guys' podcast, the one thing that I, I'm hoping that you guys also get back to a little bit more is the, the realness of the contrast between the city and the in the country. You know, like what you guys have done where, you know, Victor, Victor's from kind of like me where we're, we want to move to the country, but there are th- certain things that are keeping us here and we can't, you know, that like with me personally, yeah, I have to. You know, I have a daughter who is absolutely enthralled into travel softball. 
and to move her out of Southern California, which is like the Mecca for Southern for softball because it's year round. Um, it would be hard on her and it would be hard on my wife who has got a uh, tenure in, in her school district and me who's got a, got a retirement with the County. Um, but there's so many different aspects to that from you guys that, you know, that I, I'm hoping we, that you guys get a bigger uh, listening population just by you guys talking about the contrasts of like someone who want, who wanted to move away and actually just pulled the trigger and did it. And someone who is can't do it just yet because there's so many different contrasts that, uh, that will resonate with people like me, such as like why you can't move or religion and, or making friends or, in, or or families like I'll tell you right now you you kind of alluded to it right now but my kids I would say on a daily basis Jim will talk to me and say hey when when will we get to see the bales again like that is their 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 number one thing is they 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 love going on Fortnite and playing with with your kids and they just they absolutely you know love you guys and that's just one of the huge contrasts that you, you see when going from like you, like your podcast is called from the city to the country is just like you know seeing that that vast space and how it affects your affects your lives and not to mention the space in between but the space that you're in how it affects your life and then how it interacts with somebody who you've been very close to and now they're in a different lifestyle. That's something we could totally sit down and just we we could totally sit down and just have a Q and A, right? Hey, this is what, you know, you guys know what it's like in California when you do X, Y, Z. Well, it's, we've been almost a year here, right? April's going to be a year, believe it or not. Wow. April's coming up on a year and we've had a chance to get around and see some things and do some things and meet some things. And you guys have both been here for brief glimpses. You've had a chance to see the area, but, but to learn things like, hey, what is travel softball like here? I'll tell you what, I, it's, not, it's not what it is in California. But I also know that, look, my kids, if we remained in California, would likely still be playing baseball and softball. And I don't think that's where their heart is. And so I'm glad that we're getting a chance to to do something different. We went to the furniture store today. We did this furniture store out here in South Carolina. We really like um, this will be the third. We actually we bought a table today. We bought a new table. Um, this will be the third time we bought from them because their, their, their stuff is great. Their stuff is just fantastic. And um, so we went in and... We walked by the screen and there was a TV on and Xavier stopped to watch. And I was like, no, come on, let's go. And I realized, oh, shoot, that's golf. And I was like, oh, you want to watch? Because he's going to golf this year, this spring. I was like, you want to watch You want to watch it? And he's like, yeah, he stood there for the entire time we were in the store watching golf. The kid's never watched golf a day in his life. I don't even think he fully knows what golf is. But he wanted to golf, so we're trying it. And he stood there enthralled with, enthralled with golf. And I'm, you know what? If that makes him happy, then, then so be it. Like, I don't know. I could golf some. I told you, Victor, I could go golfing with him if that's what he wants to do. But we could totally sit down and have it. Just have a Q and A. Hey, what is this like for you over there? And and, and you, I, I think you just said a great example of it. Like I can I could tell you probably from, like Victor said earlier. He literally has to tell his wife, no, this hour of this day, I'm going to set aside because I I want to do this podcast. Otherwise, what you would have is I got to run the kids over here, and we have an appointment over here, and we got to do we got to go to dinner with these people and what have you. And that that's my life on a on a daily is like okay 
what is happening hour by hour and we schedule it like three or four days in advance so that things don't collide and and they they still do collide and then when we talk to you you're like hey we got to go to the furniture store today this has been like the third or fourth time we go to the furniture store it's just that slower pace that you know i you know i can't speak for victor but i'll speak for myself i i envy that kind of thing where i i just want to wake up on a saturday and say hey i'd like to go to the furniture store and just like go see what go see what's there and you know while i'm there maybe i'll go out to the market and, and get something for dinner tonight and just have a like more of a laid back today like i i the only reason why i'm home at today is because my son was sick last night health-wise i needed it so he couldn't go to my what's that health-wise i needed it <laughs> I, I could not keep up the pace of life i was just exhausted and you know you're right we i got up this morning helped do some dishes clean the kitchen a little bit and then we went to home depot picked up Picked up some, it's time to seed. Hey, lawn mowing season, lawn season's coming in, in the South and it's a thing. So we picked up some seed because we got a seed this weekend and then Tara's already got the date for the first mow. We're one of those people. Nice. The first mow's coming. The first mow's coming. And uh, so we, we picked up some seed, picked up a, like a spray nozzle head for the hose so she can, she's going to plant new flowers, see what comes back this year. This will be our first time trying to see what bounces back. Uh, I did have to pick up a mouse trap. Uh, found a mouse outside this morning, but I mean, it kind of makes sense. They're digging the dirt up behind us and putting in a few more houses to finish off our subdivision. Uh, so we had that going on. But we've—I I personally have thoroughly enjoyed being here. My kids, I think, are adapting to it, and you know, hopefully, Victor and his family will be joining us relatively soon. Um, because oh sure, Victor, leave me here. That's fine. Whatever. Me and Gary, me and Gary will stay stay behind. Whatever. I, I sent Victor. Uh, Gary's coming too. You watch. <laughs> and um, Gary and Susie, they'll be here before you know it. And then my kids will have a, a maid, a, a maid and grandma, grandpa built right in. Susie and Gary, they're they're the best. Yeah, yeah. No, I I agree one hundred percent with you guys because uh, yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I, I'm running and gunning running and gunning if it's not on a schedule and i miss it geez and and i i i have to take a step back uh one because i did recently have some not so good news went to the doctor for my yearly checkup and wasn't so great news so i have to slow down i i, I need to slow down it's just it, it it's just it's crazy it, it's just insane the amount of time that i spent on the road from going to one place to another. And, and it's not like I'm going far. I'm going three, four miles, seven miles here, four miles there. But the traffic out here is ridiculous to get from one side of town to the other. It's 30 minutes. And I'm doing something on the other side of town that's going to take me four minutes to do. And I got to sit 30, 40 minutes to come back home. And it's just, it's it's a lot. I don't know if you two are like me. I imagine most people do some type of daydreaming but you want to know what what my mind in daydreaming, if I had unlimited resources, right? If I had unlimited resources funds, if someone wanted to be like, here, you can have unlimited funds. I would buy 10 to 15 acres and I would build four to six houses on it. And my friends that want to slow down and live out here with us would be more than welcome to take one of those houses. And on that property would be a, a home-built studio, like a barn, actually a barn. And half of it would be a studio that we could go in and sit down and do this, whether anybody listens to it or not. And then on the front side of it would be 
like an outdoor patio with a fire pit and a bar and a, you know, stuff like that. And for the, for the wives to sit and hang out and, you know, if we get this down and we do it right, I do want to have our wives on eventually if they're willing to come on and, and provide their opinion to the show as well. Because my, I mean, my wife, I know your wife, Victor, my wife, they're both very sharp. P's got a, James P's got a great, uh, way to bring her opinion out and it's funny and it's charismatic and i think people would like it yeah she's very sarcastic let's just put it out there i love my wife but yeah she she gives me a challenge every day <laughs> but i'm I, but i think our audience would like that and so uh, hopefully we get this to a point where they're willing to get on and talk about this and do that and we got some things we're trying we're going to try like a tpt store for tara she's going to try and put together um curriculum and packages that maybe will help other teachers out there and maybe we can provide a source of income off that. But again, if like I said, Victor, if you get out here, the idea, the goal would be to find us a space where we can record in person together, the drink in hand, be done, have dinner, hang out for the night, and then do it again the next week. I'm only coming if you set up a smoker. Uh, this, I, I, my smoker's, my smoker's running. We got tri-tip on the smoker tonight. Oh, oh very nice. Tri-tip on the smoker tonight. Um, Tara's making, we're going to do, uh, barbacoa nachos sometime this week. And she's making her own tomatillo salsa. I asked her, I told her, I was like, Hey, you got to make tacos next week. I was like, y'all were here. And I told you when you're here, the tacos in South Carolina are not tacos. This Tex-Mex thing is for the birds. We need some real tacos out here. South Carolina has no idea what they're missing in real tacos. Well, see, that's how you get Sally to go out there. You put Sally out there and you tell them open up a Mexican restaurant where it's true Mexican food. And then you, then we'll start. I don't even need, I don't even need to, Salim doesn't even need a restaurant to come out here. Salim, if I just was like, move out here, Salim would be like, I'm on my way. It's convincing his wife that is, and, and that's been the interesting situation because for me and my wife, we agreed Victor, you're, you were more, and James, you guys are kind of in the same boat. It was you guys were like, yeah, let's leave. And your wives are like, hold the phone. We got to talk about this a little more. And now, now, don't get me wrong. My wife and I talked about it plenty because we've been talking about it since like 2018. I mean, y'all were in a small group when I came out here for work for a few months. And we looked for houses then. So we've been talking about it for more than a few months, obviously, when we, time we decided to do this. And then you got Susie and Gary, where Gary's actually the one that's the holdup. And that's an interesting departure because Salim and Alyssa, obviously Alyssa is the one that is the holdup. So for most most people that we know, the holdup for moving is really, their wife has got some reserves. But now I can understand. So Alyssa's got like, she's got like the leave it to beaver family going on out there. And we used to go to their house. Her mom and dad, they are fantastic people. Absolutely fantastic people. We used to go to their house every Sunday for breakfast after church. And even after the kids, after Xavier was born, we would go out there every every Sunday. And he, I think pretty much learned to walk in their backyard and they don't live too far from you, Victor. They're, they're like a couple miles from you, I think. Oh, really? And yeah, they're, they're pretty close. And so what 45 minute drive. Yeah. 45 minutes, a couple miles, you know, that's <laughs> California, California speed. And so we were really, unfortunately when things got busier and we had another kid, we had to stop doing that sort of thing, but I can understand the reservation to leave when your family's like that. Now, my family, my mom, they lived a couple miles from us, but we didn't see them often. And my dad's side of the family, they're spread out through the United States anyways. That's just how the family rolls. So for us, the biggest reservation was was my wife, but she got tired of being told what to do by California politicians. So here we are. And we love it. We love it. You know, it, it was definitely a godsend. And that's what we can tell from 
the way we feel about being here. And But you guys, I know you guys got to do what's best for you and your family, location-wise, what God's telling you to do. Obviously, if God's not opening that door for you to come here, don't come here. <laughs> but if God's opening that door for you to come here, bring yourself quickly. Because God, God wants more for you than you could possibly imagine. And that's the crazy thing to me, right? I, as much as I daydream, I talk about unlimited resources and what that means to me. God wants more than that for me. Now, may that be in my lifetime? Maybe not. Maybe after, you know, on to the, ne- on to the next lifetime in the afterlife. That's, that's where I see those riches that God has in store for me. Then so be it. But in the meantime, he set me up pretty nice out here. It's quiet. It's a little bit of rain, a lot more rain than we're used to. But digging it. Hope our audience has enjoyed this uh, little bit of little bit of personal banter here at the end. James, we want to get you back on. So uh, I appreciate you guys inviting me today. Um, I really do miss sitting down talking with you guys and hopefully, you know, the conversations that are had makes people think, you know, or at very least gives them a release from the day to be able to just listen and relax. And uh, so I appreciate you guys allowing me to come on and come on and talk with you guys and uh, yeah, I hope I can do it again. I'll have to, cons- I'll have to consult with my daughter's uh, softball coach to see if I can get time to do it. Yeah, I know. I, I can tell when you're super busy because we play Call of Duty, obviously. And when I don't see you on Call of Duty for weeks, I'm like, holy cow, that man's just going 100 miles an hour. And I know it. I know it. I don't even like I don't, no text messages, nothing going back and forth. I'm like, he, he's he's busy. So it's been... I know it's been a busy couple of weeks because I saw you on Call of Duty last night for the first time, and it was eleven o'clock, eleven forty-five my time. By the time we got on to play, so it was a late night, but we had a good time. So obviously, if you are available, uh, we're doing this at about the same time every Saturday right now, and obviously schedules might change once baseball seasons end or people move. You know, either way. So I appreciate you sitting down with us, sharing your opinion. I do like your take on, you know, it's, it, it is political, what we were talking about with masking and, and that type of thing. It is totally political. It's what they think is going to earn them political points and keep them in office. Here we are, polls changing. So does their opinion. So, guys, thank you. And we're going we're gonna to wrap this one up, head on to the, the day, and we'll get back with you guys next week. Uh, Victor, any final words? Nope. I'm good. Just good seeing everybody. Good talking. And like I said, uh, thank you guys for uh, letting me get in your hair for a minute. I appreciate it. Awesome. James, any more words? Nope. Not for me. I think I've talked enough. All right, guys, we're signing off until next episode. Well, everyone, that was our show. Thank you for listening. If you like what we're doing here and enjoyed the show and any of our topics, please follow us on Instagram at city underscore two underscore country underscore podcast or on our site at anchor.fm forward slash from the city to the country thank you until next time bye